0: It's time for the com radio show. com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Kutcher.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, 12th day of October 2016, We're here with our co-host Jay Basser, and uh, we have Ash not in here with us. And we're uh, Sylvia. She'll be uh, coming in here shortly. Uh, She's our uh, diabetes expert, and uh, we're going to continue on here and and try to complete this. series we're doing on um uh, uh diabetes two and um uh, uh, you know we may have to do another show. Uh how you doing tonight, John.
0: I'm doing good
1: John, how are you doing? Well I'm doing all right. Uh yeah. it's been raining here in Missouri.
0: Um, it has been raining. But, well, been...
1: We need some rain. I got some well, more gourds can... out there that need to be growing.
0: We've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had any rain quite some time.
1: So.
0: How
2: are you park. doing, Alex? <laughs> well, I sure can't complain. I, I, I was out there banging around the garden here a couple days ago, and I looked over at the corn. I hadn't cut it down Hit it with the rototiller and knocked it down into the ground yet. Because the uh, the girls, you know, the kids come over here and they cut down some of that stuff and take it and stick it on their front porch for decorations and and whatnot. Mm. I didn't cut it all down, I just left it standing there. And I was looking at it and I looked at a couple of them little ears that they never developed, number two or number third ear on, on the, down low. And they're looking at them and I'm thinking to myself, Man, I don't remember them things looking that big. They're looking like they're almost the normal size. I went over there and peeled one down looked at it and dang there was a perfectly formed half of, the year of corn. I went through there and discovered I had a whole bucket load of it, so I'm gonna make me some cream corn. But I'm just amazed that corn, you've got water in it, the sun's low in the sky, it's dark here by four o'clock, four thirty. Uh, it's getting to be that time of the year and that corn took the, that last year that never developed put it in high gear and I mean they're perfectly it's there's just a half an ear they're not a full long 12 inch long ear they're more like about four and a half a little bit more than a two by four but they got every last little slot on there covered with a kernel of corn perfectly so well, my, uh, my corn looks good so I'm feeling pretty good
1: you got that northern corn.
2: Yeah, exactly. I
1: Just to get to the first.
2: Sylvia was first. In. She, Sylvia was here, but
0: she hung up, Joe.
1: Was that Sylvia?
0: I think oh. it was.
1: Oh, Sylvia, you out there? <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, she got yeah. dropped.
0: <clears throat> I, I put her right back in. I put her in there. Uh, you know, she. Well. 763, where's she from?
1: 763, she's 760, oh. but she could be 7, 6, a 6, somewhere.
0: Yeah. I don't know, that's a pretty good uh, distance to travel. Free area codes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, could be. But, she got but a anyway. Uh, name on it. Yeah, too bad this do not have names on it. Um,. Uh, We're going to uh, continue on with this uh, diabetes. There's so many veterans out there that has diabetes or what the VA calls pre-diabetes which I don't know, maybe it's just me but I feel like either you got it or you don't. Uh, That's like pre-pregnant. I guess that's before you go out to the uh, on your date, uh, you're pre-pregnant. <laughs> but
0: you only used to, but this, you take me I was reading today. I've done some on diabetes, sex, and fixing the fat if You know where. You know people have weight loss surgeries, and, uh, big surgeries. They get down to normal weights, and if you lose their diabetes numbers go way down, about normal.
1: Yeah, but I think there's still probably... Uh,
0: yeah. Well, they call uh, that remission. I
1: yeah, but are they actually uh, eliminated the diabetes, or did it just drop down to into a a
0: more of a dormant
1: state or something? Remission. Well or rematch like Yeah. But uh
0: now if you broke up again then it not got to come back, you know.
1: I would assume that it would, I don't know. Now I had a niece that had that done. She had the clamp put in and uh uh but she's gained her weight back and I think she did, uh uh, become uh, diabetic a- 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 again af- after they removed the client uh, she had it on lost her weight down and everything did pretty good and then uh, the problem she had was that uh, she started drinking a lot of alcohol <laughs> and,
3: and uh
1: when the uh, when they took the clamp out uh after she lost her weight, even though she was drinking alcohol, she lost weight but uh uh she gained her weight back and then become a diabetic again so I guess if you get the weight off, you wanna- keep it off. <laughs> You know, I don't know, but alcohol is certainly not a an answer. Now oh, we have somebody else in here. Hello, we got another caller here.
3: Hello, caller. Am I supposed to say something? Uh. Oh, do you have a question or comment? Is this about diabetes and veterans? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I was invited to join the show. I just want to wait and see what you're talking about, and then I'll see what to say.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
3: that's right got to be Roger.
1: <laughs>
3: yes, sir, that's Roger. Hi, Roger. Oh, Roger. Yeah,
1: well, Hi, how's Alex? it going, guys? And John on, uh, Jay Bassard on here. I'm Jerry. Nice to meet you. Kent. And uh, are you the attorney? Yes, yeah. sir. Okay, I thought you might be. Uh, I don't know too many attorneys that have, uh, triples or double zero and, and uh, uh, Four zeroes as a phone number, you must be on Skype,
3: no, sir. I don't advertise a whole lot I, I I tend to wait and let them come to me.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that's an easy phone number to remember. <laughs> uh, have you worked very many cases uh diabetes cases?
3: The only times I've seen diabetes is when. They've been exposed to Agent Orange and it's one of their secondary problems. Yeah, I've never,
2: never, never done any where it wasn't that. Uh,
1: what about these satin drugs? Are you familiar with them uh, um, uh, bringing a, a diabetes on?
3: No, sir. Haven't read a whole lot about that, but I'm I'm also here to be educated. So let me know what you got. Now I'm on prednisone
1: every day, also. But I was on satin drugs, and uh-huh. I think John there he he was on satin drugs also. But uh, I do know that uh, there was a lot of talk about satin drugs can cause diabetes and that uh, I didn't know we was going to ask Sylvia when she gets uh, logged in here, uh,
3: uh-huh.
1: but uh, we thought possibly you might know, uh, but you haven't dealt with that.
3: No, sir, well, not yet.
2: Sylvia the one with the, the, the man with the plan or the woman with the plan in this case here because... Roger and I know everything there is probably that you could possibly want to know about VA claims and, and diabetes mellitus as it applies to hepatitis C and interferon and or for its use in age Orange. But I'll tell you what, I know nothing about the medical aspect of diabetes other than how to get you from 20 to 40% for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe they be a- We'll uh, be back in here in a minute. Uh, I, I thought that might have been her a seven six three area code, but I wasn't for sure, and uh, she got dropped before we could get her in here. Uh,
3: has any Has anybody ever heard of diabetes as a result of chemical exposure because of endocrinological disruption?
1: Well, I would imagine chemical exposure, but it would depend on what chemicals you're speaking about.
3: Right. Well, I'm thinking primarily of the Agent Orange, but I'm I'm wondering if, if the mechanism involved is endocrinological disruption.
1: Now, Sylvia would have to answer that one, I think, unless Alex knows. Uh-huh.
2: I know only... The only example I have of diabetes that we know of outside of presumptives from Agent Orange, the only ones that I've dealt with so far, is when you uh, used to use the old drug interferon with ribavirin for uh, killing hepatitis C virus. Kind of a crude chemotherapy that kind of killed more guys than it healed. But one of the noted side effects of it was diabetes too. if you had any other autoimmune disorders to begin with, it would almost invariably bring on diabetes too. And that in fact one guy I got sort of connected over here for, he's he's a, he got it as a secondary to hepatitis. I got a friend of our doctor to go ahead and write the correlation for him for the Nexus letter, the IMO. And I think like he'd get 60% for it because he's got it pretty bad. But the guy weighs about 120 pounds soaking wet, and he's 5'9". Skinny as a rail. And you look at him, you think, diabetes too? No, I just ain't seeing it, man. <laughs> but the yeah. only other example, I've and I know two or three of them. So, I mean, I've, I've used that before. So it's a very well-known ploy at the BVA to show up with it. They don't argue it. Or argue with you over, it, you always win it there. You'll never get it. it. Seems like you never get it at the regional office level, though. They just refuse to see it. If it, they don't see the presumptive there, and and yeah. 0.309e. Sorry, it's not on the list.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have a client that went through a interferon study, a VA-sponsored interferon study, but instead of getting uh, the diabetes, his problem is. Atherosclerosis is killing him. He's getting getting that plaque in his brain arteries.
2: Oh God, that'd probably be like sickle cell anemia and migraine headaches or something. That sounds horrible. Yeah,
3: he was he was healthy before the study. Now he's dying. Oh man. Yeah. Does huh.
1: he have any recourse? Looks like he would.
3: Uh, it's it's. Difficult. He's
2: not responding to other treatments. Oh man. Well, I, the list of stuff that you can pull down from hepatitis C or or using interfere on it, it's 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 a pretty long list. Like thyroid cancer, diabetes, fibromyalgia, cryoglobulinemia. The list just goes on and on and on and on. The thyroid cancer is a big one from it, though. I yeah. know that. I got. It. Couple guys that had that. One guy had the surgery and it ripped all of it ripped out. I think the other guy just lived with it until he died from it. But I'm I'm the only guy I know of in the whole Veterans Administration that's getting 100% for porphyria (laughs) cutanea (laughs) tarda. That was a 20-year battle to get to that one.
3: Is that where you 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 get blue urine?
2: Uh, porphyria is your skin can't take the sun, develops big white zits, and, and it scars your skin. You have mechanical trauma, and you have a huge iron buildup in your blood that that fucks up your excuse, screws up your liver dramatically. So you end up having to get phlebotomies every month, like a blood donation, where they pull a pint out, throw it in the trash can you get anemic from that, so then all of a sudden you got another rating for 60% for anemia on the side, yeah. secondary to the phlebotomies themselves, but I got him finally to, I don't know if you've ever done any business with Judge Clemente, Vito Clementi. I, no. I sat down with a nice long board here, and he gave me an hour and 40 minutes, and we talked about porphyria and all the sub-secondaries the sub secondaries from it, including that of uh, After all the phlebotomies, you you don't have to talk about iron-poor blood. Geritol won't pull you out of that hole. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To Give me the analogy to 4.115A, which is dialysis. That is, you're taking something out of the body. You're cleansing the blood. You're just not putting it back in again after it's cleansed. But the analogy is the most closely analogous one under 420, 4.20 to to use, and he looked, listened to me. Looked at me, He Says, Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> he got it yeah. on a docket and he gave it to me three months later 100% for porphyria.
3: Huh. Now, yeah, that's what you ask. have. I
2: didn't even know that you could get 40% for the phlebotomies. I thought that was stuck at 10% with the skin as scarring under 7805. Never even thought about it. But see, it doesn't explain, it doesn't say anything about porphyria. And I'm trying to think it's 70, 70 something rather uh, polycythemia vera has a 40% rating for phlebotomies I spotted that in the BVA decision Yeah that's Paul
3: exactly
2: has been what
3: you forwarded have to, to do an automated BVA. voice
0: messaging
2: an system on the 7 6 0 I'm dying from hepatitis <laughs> so Yeah is uh I'm cured on the hepatitis now, but I was dying from it when I was complaining about it, so I had a pretty good reason for saying I I thought I should get an advancement. Hell, I've been fighting these guys since 1994 in March.
3: Oh, my God.
2: When I finally got my 100% it went and the earlier effective date, I was already 20-year protected when they gave it to me. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They can't ever take it away. They're not going to get that opportunity to it 19 years and two months where they call you in for a C&P on a week's notice.
1: I <laughs>
3: know.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Alex, uh, I believe I've read somewhere that they had on that hep- cure for hepatitis uh, C that they was having a lot of issues with the uh, drugs. Well,
2: yes and no. If you had... From all the way down the road into stage four cirrhosis from the disease, uh huh, and it, it, you're I mean you're know, like on the cusp of a transplant, literally just on the edge of being decompensated. You're st- your your liver is still compensated in the sense it's working, but God, you can't even drink a glass of wine without going over the edge and having it quit working and get ammonia build up in the brain and all that. So when you're that close and you try to do this drug, it's you know, you're stressing the body out a little bit when you do any kind of drug that's that intense. And sometimes it can push you over the edge, but it could heal you. I mean, you're going to die or need a liver transplant, and if you get a liver transplant without doing the cure first, you're going to pollute the second liver with it, and then you're going to have to do the treatment on the brand-new liver, which is going to get infected. That's stupid to put a a, li- a brand-new liver in and let it get infected. But that's what VA does to you. That's our a guy that we got service-connected here, Jay Moore. He, uh, he, the VA wouldn't give him that Harvoni. They just wouldn't, and they wouldn't. And they wouldn't. They gave him the transplant, and then they tried to give him the Harvoni about six weeks after the transplant. There was just all the, all of that stress on his body, and they probably were taking ProGraph and took, uh, Imuran to hold the immune system down. It killed him. You can't stress the body out, give him too much. And, and this new drug, is it works, but you've got to have the stamina to do it. You don't wait until the guy's down on his knees to give it to him. And that's what the VA has been doing. That's why they finally were coerced into starting giving everybody the treatment. Now, don't withhold it. Don't triage guys and say, well, you're stage four. Uh, we're not going to give it to you, you get to die, because you're probably going to die within five years anyway, so we're not going to waste $89,000 worth of these drugs on you. That's the way the VA thinks. I had to do it for six months at $1,000 a day. That was $168,000, Gerald.
1: Oh, my Lance.
2: You know how Medicare works? Eighty twenty. <laughs> Pay twenty, and Medicare pays eighty. I got a little help from a place called PAN, which was called Patient Access Network. They gave me some of the money. I never did approach uh, Gilead Sciences. I should have. I, they might have given it to me, but their attitude was, well, the Veterans Administration will give it to you. And they wouldn't. They kept telling me, yeah, next month, next, early next year maybe, well, we'll you know, just real soon, Mr. Graham, just sit tight. We're going to give it to you. It's expensive. You know, we got to get the guys that are dying first. Oh, they weren't. They were just lying. But that's the Veterans Administration. They they, they don't triage anything unless it's, unless it's an extraordinary read at the CABC and somebody calls up from the OGC and says,
3: what the hell are you guys doing in Little Rock?
2: And all of a <laughs> sudden, something starts to happen, and they do triage your claim real quick.
1: <laughs> that's but, uh, just unreal. Uh I noticed the B.A. here, I go to Muskogee, Oklahoma VA, and they have become awful stingy or withholding of equipment and supplies due to the fact they caught uh, someone there uh, within their own system uh, that was robbing them of money uh, uh, through the equipment process. So now, where items used to get pretty uh, without any argument before, now they mm-hmm. won't give it to you. I think they're trying to make back their money. Anyway, the guy ended up in jail. But... uh, uh I think that kind of comes into play when you're dealing with the B.A. If they lose a dime, they try to make it up through the veterans.
3: Well,
2: Gerald, I've noticed something a long, long, long time ago, and I've written articles about it on my blog. One of the big things I've noticed is this. They use the same little analogy here with this pre-diabetic. Routine. Well, you're not quite a diabetic, so you don't get any money. Not even a zero percent rating. There isn't even a zero for this thing. You've got to be ten percent. That when you come into it, and
1: uh,
2: like Sylvia said, there really is no such thing as being pre-diabetic. You're either you is or you ain't. Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah,
2: yeah, A doesn't want to pay you anything. Uh, To me, like the most, the most. Handed-out rating in all of the system is di- is tinnitus or hearing. Hearing for zero or tinnitus for 10%. They hand that out like Mardi Gras beads. And it got the point there with all these guys from Vietnam coming down with DM2 as they started handing out that diabetes rating, kind of like Mardi Gras beads. And, and the standard rating is 20%, and the guys down at the DAV or the AMVETs or whatever – they wouldn't tell you that if you just get that doctor to rate, right, and, and he's also on a restricted diet with uh, restricted activities, that he get up to 40%. They don't want you there. They're not going to tell you how to get there. They're not going to hand you, it's not like a gas station where they pull a map out because you bought gas there and hand you the map and say, okay, see here, follow I-5 North to get to exit 139 and take a right. They don't tell you how to do that, and they're not going to offer it to you because that means you'd get 40%. They're not doing that. They, they hand out those little ratings like that. But what I noticed is that the static number of totally disabled due to individual unemployability, the TDIU guys, if you add them to the 100% scheduler ratings, guys, on, the, on VA's very own uh, graph of statistics, the number is like, I don't know, it's not very many. It's less than a million uh, guys. But the number has been the same as far back as the chart went, which was, I think, back to 2004. Now, you know as well as I do that there was a lot of people dying and getting their legs blown off with IEDs over there in Afghanistan. So predictably there should have been a lump in the python. There should have been more serious 100% disabled veterans all of a sudden, and the number should have gone up dramatically probably from 2002 on to 2008. And it didn't. That leads me to believe that if all these guys that lost their arms and legs didn't come out at 100% or way up there at O and R1 and R2, where the hell are they? You lose both legs, that's L automatically, bingo, 100%. <laughs> So where where did they all go? And my theory is somebody has to die. Some World War II vet has to die, or a Korean vet who's 100% has to die to make room for one more guy who, who can graduate up from 60% to 100% or TDIU. Because it's a it's a weighted system. There's just no room at the top of the mountain for too many people to stand there. So. You have to wait for somebody to die and fall off to let another person climb up, and and that's all I see. That's all. That's the only way I can read that
3: statistic. That's because the VA is run by bean counters.
2: <laughs> well, I well, just beat a okay. for a hundred and fifty thousand dollar greenhouse on a VR and EILP claim, Roger. Yeah, and uh, they're now arguing with me over the hydroponics and the rubber mat underneath and the porta potty out there. It's been a year and a year and a month since I won that at the BVA, and they're still dawdling and trying to fight me over it. They're getting ready yeah. to port. Oh.
0: Yeah, being a former employee of the VA, you're probably right, Alex. As far as one gets off the bus, one gets on the bus. Um, they don't want to Passive. put any new money in you the system. Finished recording, you may hang up. So now the employees of the VA who are doing veteran's claims realize that you know their loyalty relies with them by the bonus and for the bonus. So, so if they save money and they get a bonus, they get to save a lot of money and get a higher rate and they get a bigger bonus. That bonus has turned out to be a real pain in the butt to the veteran's Nationwide, Just take Phoenix, for example. Yeah. It's the truth.
3: It's the
0: truth. It's oh, yeah. Money. It's a it's, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, like twisted incentive system. Right? system and- yeah. It's like bass fishing. Sometimes these guys go to these lakes and they try to catch them entire bass, and other guys go take them out of a cage that's caught last week and weigh them in. Some kind of free money involved, cheap. <laughs> yeah. You what know, a well, crazy cool. analogy there. Where
2: where uh, diabetes is is what I suspect is going on here with this pre-diabetes thing is that again they they got a corral and you can see into it and there's horses in there and but there's no gate to get into the corral. It's all fenced in and you, and you're on the outside. It's like saying, Yeah, we'll service connect you for diabetes, but oh, you're not diabetic, you're pre diabetic we so you know. yeah well that, that's, a, that's somebody out. this is what, yeah, yes, we have no bananas and that's <laughs> a, I fucking trade, so to speak. <laughs> And they do it quite well with a straight face. It's like the VA choice thing. Well, sure, we got a VA choice. You got to call up and ask for it to make sure that you can't get in any closer than 30 days to get your teeth cleaned at the VAMC dentistry place. So they <clears throat> say, yeah, well, okay. And that they take two weeks to get back to you and say, okay, yeah, you can go to your dentist, have him ask, uh, send us an authorization. And you go to your dentist, you go, sure, roger that. And he sends them the authorization. And six months later, the authorization comes back. He goes, okay, come on in for your tooth cleaning. <laughs> well, by that time, you got two cavities. Well, put in for it. You know, more than 30 days, send us another authorization. It's built in obsolescence. It's built in resistance to the system. They just they cannot be kicking and screaming into the twenty first century. It took the last federal agency to switch from paper records to a computer. And they didn't even do that very efficiently yet.
0: And so, those was just supposed to be a non adversarial system, <laughs> you know
2: pretty diabetic. That's why I'm asking here tonight.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think- uh Rodner uh you asked- you represent uh, veterans on a uh, pro bono.
3: I have done five years of nothing but pro bono, sir. I'm just now starting to charge for my services. Wow! Talk about
1: yeah. Well, that's right.
3: yeah, yeah, pretty and good. Took for eight and it was years, not Roger, and now I, was, I got my It was not because I was totally incompetent either. (laughs) 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 Well, I did it for
2: years on my blog and helped a bunch of guys get 100% for hepatitis C and rightfully deserved it, and some of whom used a jet gun. I just got my agent status, so I'm probably going to start charging the rich guys and pro bonoing the poor guys.
3: Yeah, i got to charge the people who can pay so I can keep doing the pro bono for the people who cannot.
2: Well, people well, think
3: that over their
2: attorneys make a ton of money and they don't understand the cost of business and errors and omissions, insurance and all kinds of other things
3: associated with it. And yeah. then we got
2: to go get drunk oh. at the goddamn NOVA conference every
3: year. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and guess where the next one's going to be? Uh,
2: yeah, it's going to be down in San Antonio. My wife and I are driving down for that one.
3: Well, you got a, you got a place to stay if you need it down here.
2: Well, it's a hotel where all the other drunk attorneys are. <laughs>
3: are but you I'm,
1: in San Antonio?
3: Yes, sir, I am.
1: No, my land.
2: I did basic at Lackland there in 69.
3: Did
2: you? Yeah. I think October 1st, 69, until November, right around Thanksgiving, 69, I think I got out of there.
3: My dad was an Air Force doctor at uh, Cameron Air Base in 1969.
2: My dad was a vice commander of the Air Force under Spike MoMeyer from... uh, June of 66 Oh, almost July of 68, I think Oh, yeah? yeah he's a, He got up to three star, He got a lieutenant general in the Air Force He was a fighter pilot yeah. Vice commander attack In fact, he was uh, in Japan, he was a commander of the 5th Air Force in Japan the whole time the years I was in Vietnam and Laos Thailand. and uh He never did Come over and visit me, though Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I did my four years and got out. But when I realized that that was probably going to be the last war I was ever going to be in, I gave up on college. I didn't want to miss it. (laughs) Now, in retrospect, at least I had missed it. But oh well. Yeah. But
0: the land isn't too good there, buddy.
2: Always glad to meet somebody else that has that same mental urge to do something for somebody else without a big fat attaboy and sixteen pats on the back.
3: Yeah. yeah I, I, I just
2: what's your, what's
3: I just enjoy beating the shit out of the VA
2: sensors.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what well, I'm doing right I, now. I'm just <laughs>
2: every little rubber mat and every little grommet on the hydroponic system with them. I got them up to 18,000 and just hydroponics. Before we you start talking lights, concrete, and the, the actual greenhouse. And they're crying in their beer right now. They have had 90 days to comply, and they sat around and fooled around for 81 days. And then they called me up, and they says, what are we going to do? I look at them, and I say, what well, what do you mean, we, Kimosabi? You got um, nine.
0: Kimosabi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you you wrote but, the regulations. You do. He, he has. Roger, can you days. hear me? Yes, sir? Bartley said you had ninety days, and uh, this is day eighty-one. What? Uh, you got? Did I mention you only have nine days to comply? <laughs>
1: go go ahead, John. Roger, what is your practice there? Yes,
3: sir. Well, uh I started with my uncle's Agent Orange case and his uh shoulder case from from uh mil- multiple military vaccinations back in two thousand eight. I've I've been exposed to a little bit of everything in all my cases, but I'd say my strengths are uh, trying to trying to come up with the uh, Agent Orange Related diseases and cancers and things like that, and I'm I'm learning the BVA and the I was just admitted to the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Nice. Do you know Dr. You know, uh,
1: Martell down there in uh, Wichita Falls?
3: No, sir, not yet.
1: He's uh, uh, a agent, agent Orange. Olsen. He was uh, a doctor in the Air Force,
3: and uh-huh. he's got
1: an Agent Orange Clinic there. I went down to it, and he gives you a, I mean, he's got a pretty good crew there. They give you a good going over, and uh, it'd it pay you get hold of him. Does he uh, do uh, IMOs, um Yes, he, yeah. he sent me, I mean, uh, oh, a really nice one.
3: After, and he takes
1: Medicare uh, and Medicaid, and uh, if you have gap insurance, which I had. Uh, no, I didn't have gap insurance at that time, but he took Medicare, <laughs> and uh, I think my trip down there and all uh, uh, from Joplin here
3: uh and his
1: fee, I had to pay the difference between Medicare, was like $300. So that's not bad.
3: Not bad. How do you spell his last name, sir?
1: Bartel, B A R T E L, I believe. I don't know. Okay, have Dr. Bartel,
3: and which.com? Start-
1: oh. I'll. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I have your phone number, so I can call you and give it to you.
3: Okay, thank you. Cool.
2: His,
1: his hey,
3: Roger,
2: i got a, a doctor. He's a former VA doctor, in fact, a liver specialist. And uh, uh-huh. he's writing IMOs for my guys for free out of Louisville, Kentucky, if you ever need that information. I think Sylvia has it. Wow. Maybe. Doctor Ben Cecil, his, his dad was a vet. He just does it because he loves veterans. He's really a nice guy.
1: Oh God, a little bit something That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, these IMOs are extremely important. I think we all here know the importance of IMOs uh, and veterans uh, that or filing claims or have a claim in the process if they don't have a decent IMO they need to get one or two or three, you know.
0: Uh, you need those to back up
1: and and and, and uh, support your nexus as well as your ailment.
2: I've got another guy back in New Jersey named Jules and he's a He's a 20-year Army guy, and uh, he's, got, he's a VA physician's assistant now that can write and, and document the most beautiful IMO nexus letters for skin diseases, anything ever having to do with the skin as his specialty as a dermatologist. And uh, VA gave him the high, hard one for a number of years, and I finally got him connected and got him, gave him all the ammo. Of course, I those do-it-yourself mode. So he got himself up to 100% P and T, and now he's working his way up to the SMCS with a few more things. But uh, he's a he is an ace for anything to do with dermatology, skin, and uh, he wrote me up a beautiful one for my porphyria uh, that took it for the skin alone, took it from 10% up to 30% because it involved more than 20% of the of the skin exposed. Oh. I'll tell you what, and there can, you can never have enough IMO doctors in your Rolodex, in my book. Right. <laughs> I
1: agree. I agree to that. That's One right. Bit, a lot people. of
2: veterans overlook, <clears throat> and, and I was given the heads up on this by a BVA judge of all uh, people, and I can't mention his name. I told him I'll never put his name up in public so that I don't smirch him in D.C. with all of his fellow judges, but he's just man, I don't know why you guys don't just go to the Yellow Pages to get your IMOs. I said, what do you mean? What, what, what? I mean, well, if all them crazy Social Security attorneys are ambulance chasers, for crying out loud, their Rolodex runs over with doctors that will <laughs> $300, yeah, they're, on, they're on the payroll. <laughs> No, but you're right, guys. You know, they are always having to chase something because they go before those administrative law judges on a on a social security appeal. Those guys are tough. Yeah, the BBA yeah. judges—they're just corrupted because uh, Bob McDonald writes their paycheck to hold them yeah. to him for their monthly stipend. Uh, an ALJ, he's totally independent of anything. I mean, President Obama couldn't tell him how to rule on a claim. Because, and they don't carry any mustard. So yeah. you've got to have a pretty pretty, pretty smiley-looking IMO with the, the, the Tickle Me almost upper right-hand corner past mustard with an ALJ. And so those Social Security guys, man, they've got like three or four guys just lined up just on back injuries, you know.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. So, Alex, we put them on Haddit probably seven or eight years ago And we were talking about that and never talking about IMOs, so I put a post on there to have people start contacting social security attorneys about who they use to do IMOs, and a lot of folks had success. A lot of folks had a lot of success, you know, but uh, I want to take a second, and uh, I want to thank Haddit.com for allowing us to do this show. Thank It and it's probably seemed to be 20-some thousand members, and you guys are listening. I hope you guys learned some good stuff tonight. Because uh, you know we've got uh, Alex and uh, Roger there. He's an attorney. You know and he's out of Texas. So any agent orange you guys need an attorney, you might want to consider giving this a call. I'll give him the folks a number here after the show or, or at the end of the show. And back to you, Joe. Okay. Um, yeah, folks.
1: Uh uh, you have to get those IMOs, and if you go to the yellow pages, uh, go. Don't be afraid to call up them doctors and find out, or attorneys. Say who you use for your your IMO doctor.
3: I, I got a I got a doctor's name for y'all. He he read my client's uh, C file and did a letter without having to see him. He was across the country. His name is Dr. John Ellis in Oklahoma?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I him, yeah. He's he great. Ellis.
3: Ellis. I, I,
2: you can use them. There's also um, uh, um, what's Dr. Uh, Craig Bash. There, there's, there's guys that do this for hire, but you have to be careful with one when you're using them is VA will rebut them when you use them, because I recognize the names by now. I mean, I can't even tell you how many hundreds of thousands of names Bash has done, and plus, but for that matter. And sometimes you can be a jack-of-all-trades, but you can't be a master one. And, and I saw him call Bash one time saying, you're you're just not a neurological physiologist or something like that, so, you know, the equivalent of a nuclear scientist in, in muscle control. So they rebutted him, and they went and got themselves a wine article to rebut him with, and he lost. I know that's yeah. rare. When you do use that that class of veterans-type attorneys, EVA and CABC are wise to you. They're wise yeah. to the fact that, that you can buy that from them for any sum of money, and that sometimes it'll, a rubber band will come back at you. So, yeah, you know, they just make it more and more difficult every time you figure out what they're. They just add, a, you know, about, about more miles onto the tunnel to make it darker.
3: Well, of course, they want you to go to the most expensive specialist there is, and they know that not a lot of guys can pay thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred dollars for a
2: real good letter, you know. Well, I. I get that, and, and I understand it. I find doctors if it's possible. I can hornswoggle them into, uh, you know, giving me some pro bono work or some kind of help. Regard and uh, I guess chiropractors are the ones that probably are the least effective, but the most willing to donate time and energy to it. Unfortunately, that only recently that the VA's even considered them to slightly above which doctors in the doctor, doctor, doctor world. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, of course, subluxation is a term when you are dealing with chiropractic or anything. If you if you used the word subluxation, the, the VA would say, well, that's a chiropractic term. That's not a term that's in general usage associated with back injuries. It is now, of course, but... Back then, that was almost a code word. Where the guy said, "Oh, he's a chiropractor, so he don't count. He's only a doctor of chiropractic. Hell, they only go for school for six months or a year or something to get that degree. That's not a real medicine." <laughs>
0: if you really want to see how the VA, what the VA thinks of chiropractors, our
2: proctologist, uh, look, up, look, up, oh, look up, at that's <laughs> one. Ridiculopathy is, is not At least as likely as not Related to jumping out of an airplane When he was with the 101st airport
0: Next <laughs> This was Gossy as not. But look up Ponds You guys some free read to do That's a court case several years ago Dr. Ponds was a chiropractor in service He got in a jeep accident And he filed his own claim And wrote his own IMO And oh, everything they threw him out the door
2: <laughs> well, if you're well, now wait a minute. If you look at Leno versus Brown and a few other decisions like that, you're equipped and opine on your illness or injury. They have to accept being Of you know a, a probative value, credible. yep
0: yeah. Well, they didn't at the time, but that was brought up in there too, and they eventually. Yeah, you know, taking taking opinions, but uh, they <laughs> they sperm on the bed, stuck the head of grease on the plane, and could hang on.
3: I've more often than not seen them seen them label what they call lay testimony as not credible.
2: Right. Well, that's certainly true. I mean, because first of all. I'll bet you all the cases you looked at, Roger, are damn near like all the cases I've ever looked at, where the vet goes to AMVET or or VFW and buys everybody a round of, of drinks, and then they sit down and write on the 4138, and and the VSO goes, Roger that. I'll send it in tomorrow, and we'll, we'll see what you Well, they're not going to get any money because they don't have that IMO, but those guys won't tell you that. Never, ever well, right. you know that you needed an IMO unless you happen to be extremely good at law. It,
3: yeah.
2: it didn't become a, a facet on all of these uh, veterans' help logs. Even when I started asking Nod in 2008, that's when I finally figured out I had to have an IMO. I started publishing, and people get to me on my blog, like, what is this IMO crap? Now, why do I have to have that? And I said, well, it's very simple. There was an old boy way back in time named Calusa. Mario Calusa was his name. And in 94 they said, you need three things to win a claim. And ever since then, you know, nobody still has informed EAV, MOPH, or AMVETs about this exciting discovery. But Having the three elements, you know, disease and service, disease now, and the nexus letter, been around since the war 1812. They've been us all these years. Yeah. When they let the attorneys into the game in 2007, the cat really got out of the bag.
0: Yeah. Hey, they're still in the box, Alex. Well. (laughs) Big organizations are in a box. They can't go outside of today to get an IMO. It'd probably be hard well, if it did.
2: When I published my book in 2012, I, I'll bet you I could have knocked about 2,000 nuts over and bought it the first day when they read in there that they needed a Nexus letter from a doctor. And, wow, that's why I haven't been able to win for the last 16 years. Nobody told me.
1: <laughs> it's uh, The word's getting out, though, from what I hear. <laughs> Well, yeah. it is, and thanks to you know websites like haddit and and even your own, Alex, uh, the word is getting out, and uh, uh, that's helping veterans a lot. So, well, yeah, that's not saying the BA's any easier to deal with. They'll. So, They'll try to discredit whatever documentation you come in with. They always do.
2: Well, <laughs> you think you're lucky stars that enough attorneys want to get involved in this because we're kind of artificially limited at 20%, less a matter of really high import. And I suppose you could get 33% if you go all the way up to Court of Veterans Appeals. I know that Addig and a few other guys like or Bergstrom and Bergstrom or whatever like Try to push for 33%, but even if you go with the normal 20% uh, success and, and maybe collect the Egypt fees without getting them knocked down by 33%, it's still it's still rewarding outside of the financial aspect of it. So if enough attorneys come into it, and I see more and more new faces at every one of these Nova conferences, these young, fresh, soap spilled over their eyebrows. Attorneys that are about 27 years old or something like that, and they're all just rearing to go, <laughs> ready to yeah. jump in and change the world. And uh, they don't know what they're in for when they deal with the VA because the VA, they don't play by the rules. So you have to learn how to fight dirty, I guess. you got to be able to fight. That's right. The
0: they don't care if you're a politician or, or, a politician. They're or something
2: They are low rent. they do not care. I've learned after 20 years, 25 years of doing I said, I don't trust a word they say. If it isn't written on paper, I'll go file an extraordinary writ to get it put on paper. I'm, I just don't trust more. I've got three ex-writs that's published up there. I have never won one, but I'm getting ready to file number four. They don't hurry up and put, start pouring it for my greenhouse. <laughs>
3: That's exactly right. That's, that's good, why Alex. after four years,
2: of, that's why after You're four years, more, $50 and an extraordinary writ than you can with four years of waiting for a slot at the VBA.
3: That's why after four years of hearing the lies from the VA, I joined VA as lying and started putting up billboards all over the country that said VA is lying.
2: Well, I know that Ron put up one, maybe two, I'm not sure how much that cost but it sure got sure. him in the news that that helps. helps what would really help is if mcdonald's just start turn these jack okay. that keep stepping on their neckties that that whole ses hierarchy the whole superstructure of the uss veterans affairs is contaminated it's it's rotted out it's the it's I don't know. I know my dad told me a long, long time ago. He says, "Man, you know that's where senators put their retarded sons. could just barely escape college with a, a, a like a D uh, average. They send them to the VA and plunk them down there for 20 years and a pension because they, they you know, the parking spot
1: dumbshits." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well.
1: Well, oh, the B A, uh, it it's no well, doubt about it. The B A is a cesspool of corruption, and I don't see where that's going to change <laughs> time soon. So we might as well get used to it and learn how to battle them on their own ground. Well, although they're the judge and jury, so uh, and prosecutors, so. Uh, it's it's a pretty rough fight. Whenever you file a claim, you might as well figure you're gonna have a pretty rough go of it.
2: <laughs> well, I've I've learned a, a few little tricks. In, the, in the, I, uh, one couple of um, fellow that I'm working with, uh, he got evicted from his house, living with his son just south of here. Now, I'm taking advantage of it, I, I filed his SOC in July. One for earlier effective date of 1970 at 100 percent, and uh, of course, you know they're going to choke on that one anyway, because it's a million dollars. But irrespective of that, I I used the government census definition. If they're living with their son and they're homeless, they do not have their own address and their own. They're not paying the electric bill and they don't have a water bill. So they're homeless and I'm getting them advanced docket here at the Seattle Regional Office. Same thing, I got another another fellow that I was representing in, in Chicago. He moved in with the, him and his wife moved in with the, their daughter here north of us is a friend of my wife and hey, he's homeless too in my book. They they're living in their room there, so You take what you can get with the VA to get things moving a little bit faster. I think there's a lot of veterans' attorneys or non-attorney practitioners like me who you learn how to work around anything. Don't ever let the thing go into stasis and sit there and go cobwebs. Always keep it moving. Always throw them another fastball to keep them off balance down there at the regional office. They get to know who you are, and they'll start talking to you
0: it takes years
2: the, the Seattle regional them. officers regional office director here in Seattle uh, Abby his a his, his receptionist knows my name now and I say hi there and she goes, oh Mr. Graham <laughs> <laughs> when you know you've arrived <laughs> you gotta keep them on their toes as far as this diabetes thing goes, anybody that's only getting twenty percent—that's that's jogging five miles a day and eating fried chicken—ought to be getting forty percent.
0: That's right. Roger, do you want to leave your phone number and email information, and so we can post it or have it on the show.
2: Still there, Roger?
0: comes to shove I can yeah. get it from there. yeah. Okay, we'll put it on the side I and mean, we'll work. Hate to see if we didn't make it, I hope everything's okay with her.
2: Well I do too. She might you know she's a nurse, she might have had some kind of a medical whatever where she had to go take care of somebody, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And
0: right, we'll get it back on We'll get her back, we'll back she'
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure figure. something something probably come up with her uh because when she emailed me, they said she'd be here, but that's a lot uh we'll we'll do this again because this diabetic train is so important, uh all the veterans need to to learn uh every, everything they can about diabetes and and uh she sure knows her oats. But uh yeah. We'll do the diabetes thing again.
2: Here I'm looking through my emails. His name is Roger Taylor. Okay. Roger Taylor. Here's his his email address. I assume he uses his business. It's uh, all one spelling, a common spelling, a Roger common spelling, a Taylor followed by JD at Yahoo.com. I don't have a telephone number here. Oh, yes, I do. 763-498-2441. Roger can do what I cannot do. He's accepted it Board yeah. of Veterans Appeals. I can't, because 'cause I'm a trailer trash. I'm a basket of deplorables inhabitant.
1: In oh, there ain't no hope, Alex. You're in that basket of deplorables.
2: Well, oh, I, I don't. I've, I've decided to. Cupcake and I decided we're not voting this year. That's how disgusted we are after what this business of where he was in that trash trailer talk or whatever. I said, you know what? I just can't bring to myself for I, I, for a hundred different reasons. But and it's not I don't know what he said about women. It's just if you're gonna be running for president, can't have that stuff. I gotta, I gotta compliment Hillary. She's she been hammered all of her, her blackberries and her telephones, and, and she pulled out the bleach pen and she erased 33, emails the moment she got the subpoena notice. Well, that's how you do it. Now Trump with all his millions, millions of dollars should have gone down to that Vantage place or wherever it was and access TV. it's says, I'm buying that tape from you for five million dollars because I don't want it on the air.
1: Yeah, it cost him.
2: It cost him. I don't know. I personally think that people are that committed to changing America, they'll vote for him anyway. And I'd I prefer to see him in there. But this is just one of them elections this year. I just I don't care. I'm just so fed up with the choices between a criminal and a clown. I, I don't even know. <laughs>
1: uh, go Trump they had to tell him that the man
2: who did a dance on the stage, he <laughs> talked like nobody I've ever seen before. has
1: been something,
2: ain't it? He steps on his weenie, I'm telling you. I tell you. <laughs> that, that, uh, that's an ugly and You're going to have a lot of trouble with a lot of people when you do stupidity like that. But I, I do respect him for being who he is, I do wish him the best. I might oh, read, read that when the idea of staring at that ballot, I'm thinking to myself, you're not going to vote for Hillary, so just go ahead and act in front of Donald. <laughs>
1: uh, that's I do what
2: happens. I, I like the sanctity of the ballot box. I don't feel like telling everybody what's going on. I so <laughs> am it.
1: Well, we're totally out of time. We are. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in mm. and like to thank Roger for calling in here. He's contributed pretty good here. Mm. Hopefully, we'll get him back on. Yes, uh, I'm here. Uh, and uh, I'll give you a call tomorrow, uh, Roger.
3: Okay, and I just wanted to thank all you guys that have been doing blogs for years. Believe it or not, you've helped not only veterans but their lawyers. I've learned a lot from you guys over the last few years.
1: Well, we appreciate that, and you know, we yes, do sir. what we can. Yes, sir. The pay ain't the greatest, but we, anytime we can help a veteran, we we feel good about it.
2: That's hey, right. Hey, Roger. Is, uh Bob Walsh introduced me to Mary Shullin, uh CABC judge, she, she, she looks at me and she says, you're asked, Nod, you got a pretty funny blog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me,
3: hey, you, read me, you read my blog? And she says, hell yeah. <laughs> Even the judges read it. Yeah,
2: well, I'm surprised to find out there's about 30 or 40 BVA judges that think of, think I'm pretty funny, too. <laughs>
0: That's
2: right. I hope those are ones that I get When I get up this I
3: hope they all look at me
2: That's not you want one funny GI <laughs> yeah. I'll,
3: I'll yeah. bet after the number of veterans Who have introduced your stuff as evidence They, they have to read you now <laughs>
1: <laughs> So you're going to read it one way or the other <laughs>
3: Well,
2: i got to go feed the horses, as usual. That's what I do at 5 o'clock every day, so I'll chat at you later. Hey, Roger, do you got my phone number? Uh,
3: no, I don't, I, I don't sir.
2: It Well, it's not published on my website, but it's 253-549-6111. It's, on, uh, it's in the VA accreditation at the OGC, anyway, the whole address and the telephone number are there, website.
3: Okay, thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. Good talking okay. with you. You too.
3: You guys have a good one. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Well, John, thanks for being in here, co-hosting, and this will be Gerald Cook. We'll be signing off for now.
0: You've been listening to the Had com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Had com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of hadit.com, Blog
2: Talk Radio, and the Ask Basser Show.